candle lighting and celebrate Jesus Christ. We're here to celebrate Jesus, and we're glad that you're here to do that with us, whether you're a part of grace all the time or whether you're a guest with us tonight. Let me go ahead and pray as we begin. Lord, we want to thank you so much for your grace to us and your magnificent love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you, Lord, that we can gather together tonight to celebrate the birth and the life and the death and the resurrection and the promised return of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for your great love. We thank you, Lord, for your presence with us tonight. May you be honored. May you be glorified. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man, and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife, for that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Stand with us as we sing.
Isaiah 9, 6 and 7. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness, from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this.
But you, O Bethlehem, Ephrathah, you who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace.
Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 14. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was a governor of Syria, and all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto us is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger, and suddenly... There was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased.
Am I right? Hello? Hello? What a year. What a night. What a wind. What a sound. What a Savior we worship. We are here to focus on Jesus Christ. And I tell you, it has been a year for us. 2020 has been a year. You know, it's true that you need some good information if you don't want to be disappointed and if you don't want to be deceived. And if you don't have the right information, you will probably be disappointed and you will probably be deceived. There is so much information coming at us today at an increasingly uh, quick pace. And a lot of people believe anything that comes their way. People share stuff with me all the time. People tell me things all the time. I'm like, where did you find that out? Oh, I found it here online. I found it there online. You know what? Jay Gresham Mason said this once back in the 1930s. He said, Christianity is based on a piece of information. Christianity is based on a piece of information about God's salvation in Jesus Christ. And if you don't get it right, you're bound to be disappointed in who you think Jesus is or what you expect him to do. Or you might be deceived by someone saying something, one thing or another about Jesus and about life and about what really matters. And I guess I would say that I'm here tonight with my Bible to tell you the truth, to give you that, that piece of information. We've read it in the scriptures. What a wind. A lot of you know we helped restart a church out in, time out, sidebar. A lot of you know that we helped restart a church out in Rancho Cucamonga a couple years ago. It's going great. It's called Grace Rancho. And my, our son Michael is out there on the pastoral staff. And we were out there earlier today to see he and, the, and our grandkids and, and his wife Taylor and my daughter-in-law. And, and uh, all of a sudden it started raining really hard. And so we ran over to the church and they had, they had a, a big tent. But the top of their tent blew off a few weeks ago. So they had all the chairs set up, and they had uh, cloth chairs set up, and they were just getting drenched. So we went over there, and just one of the staff members was there, and we were just literally like piling chairs underneath these easy ups. So we have it easy. I'm just trying, you know, perspective, we have it so easy right now. At Grace Rancho, I think they had to cancel it tonight. It was so crazy. So what was I talking about? I know what I was talking about, but do you remember what I was talking about? About how Christianity is based on a piece of information. And now if you don't get that information correct, you are bound to be disappointed or deceived. And there are a lot of disappointed and deceived people walking around, running around in a, in a hurry and a scurry right now. You know, all year long I've been looking at a certain website that's just tallying things moment by moment. Most, most places that take statistics about what's going on in the world go to this website. It's called worldometer.com. If you go there, it'll tell you that up to almost the minute right now, 138 million people have been born this year around the world. And it will tell you that up, about up to the minute, 58 million people have died this year. And almost any kind of people and world fact that you want in live time, whether it's worldwide or just in the United States, you can isolate it to a different country, you can find out. There's all sorts of information out there 
And Christianity is based on a piece of information about the Lord Jesus Christ. And it really comes in the form of a triumphant indicative in Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. And before I read those two verses, let me just say, we have been focusing at Grace Church of Orange this month on magnifying Christ, magnifying the Lord. And we're not taking a microscopic Savior and making him bigger than he is. We're not looking under a microscope and taking something really tiny and trying to see it bigger. We're more like looking through a telescope and trying to see God Almighty as he truly has revealed himself in the Word of God. And we started, and we've just been going through Luke chapter 1. We started, the, the, the first thought we had at the beginning of the month was to magnify the coming king. We saw how Mary got this magnificent news that she would be the mother of the Messiah, this merciful news, and her response was magnificent. Her response was, I am the Lord's servant. Let it be to me according to, as you have said, according to the word of God. That's how we want to be. We want to see ourselves as God's servants and, and just do what he says in the word. And then we saw the idea of magnifying the sovereign Lord of the universe. But we know we're humbled by life and we're humbled by our sin and we need to be filled with the word of God. And as Mary sang out in praise to God, she got these, these words from God that literally upended her life. Her life would never be the same there would be pain come her way. All her plans out the window. There was a plan of God that had been set in motion since the Garden of Eden, since Genesis 3.15, a Savior that was promised, and the prophets foretold, and the covenants of God promised, and God promised in his word, and in this moment in time, he is telling Mary, you will be the mother of the Messiah. And then last week we saw the idea of magnifying the merciful Savior, and we saw Zechariah, the father of John the Baptist, just praising God, but he had to go nine months, over nine months, with a heart pregnant with praise, as his wife Elizabeth was pregnant with John the Baptist. Zechariah had not believed the word of God, and what happened was God told him, you won't be able to speak a word until the things I have said come true. And we saw that you need to believe the word of God. And you need to receive God's salvation. And you need to remember the mercy of God. And many of you are making mercy lists where you just write down what are all the things God has done to show you mercy. How merciful God has been. How he alleviates the misery that sin brings into your life. And in his love and in his mercy towards you, he really rescues you out of much of the anguish that our sins would bring upon us if God were not merciful to us. But tonight I want to focus in on this, this piece of information about Jesus, and we see it in Luke chapter 2, verses 10 and 11. And let me remind you, without the right info, you're bound to be disappointed and you're ba or bound to be deceived. You might be disappointed in what you think God should be doing in your life. You might be disappointed in who you were told Jesus is. You might be disappointed, you might even be deceived. You might be thinking something untrue about Jesus. You might be thinking something untrue about what the Bible says that God will do. But these two verses give us the information that Christianity is based upon. It's startling when you think about all the things that were said about Jesus 
long, long before he appeared. And then at his birth, the angels are, are rejoicing and the angel of the Lord appears to a group of shepherds. And they get some news from God. They get some information. They get the correct information that they would not be disappointed, that they would not be deceived, but that they would know the truth and be set free by the truth. Here is what the angel said to them. Fear not. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy, gospel of great joy that will be for all the people. So if you came here tonight and you wondered, is any of this Jesus stuff for me? The Bible tells you that this is for you. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. This is for you tonight. And here's what it says in verse 11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, Bethlehem, house of bread, place where the bread of life was born, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And there's those, those huge pieces of information, a Savior. First and foremost, a Savior. That was a title that was given to kings and princes. It was not a title that was given to babies. This is a title for kings and princes. Whether the king or the prince deserved it or they were just flattering them, they would call their ruler's savior. And here, they're being told that a baby that is born is the savior. The savior. Not a savior. The savior of the world. The only savior. There's the first piece of information you need to know. And then it says the savior is Christ. That means anointed one. That means the one that was meant to be the deliverer, the one that was meant to be the savior, the one that was promised to be the savior, the one that was promised to be the deliverer, this Jesus Christ, the savior Christ, the Lord. And of this baby, he is, he is called the Lord. That signifies that he is the sovereign over the universe, the sovereign king over all, the creator of all, the one to be obeyed, the one to be worshipped, the one to be recognized. How do you respond to this? How do, you, how do you respond to this news? The information, the true information about Jesus Christ, that he is the Savior, that he is the anointed deliverer, that he is the Lord over all that is to be worshipped and obeyed. How do you respond First and foremost, you need to respond by celebrating his salvation, by believing in his salvation, by trusting your soul to Christ. There's the first response. This is the Savior Christ. And, and who, was, who was celebrating? The angels were celebrating. They knew the truth. The shepherds were celebrating. They knew the truth. Mary was celebrating. She knew the truth. I hope you're celebrating not a holiday that happens once a year. I hope you are celebrating a Savior that saves forever. And I hope that you would know this Savior tonight. I hope that you, in the depth of your soul, would be able to celebrate this Savior. That, that as you're sitting here tonight, or as you're going about your day tomorrow, opening gifts and joining together with family or friends, and 
and things are going on and maybe you feel disappointed or maybe you feel a bit deceived, but that you could actually in your heart celebrate Jesus Christ because you know the truth about Him. When the Bible says that this Savior was born, it's signifying what was promised, again, from Genesis onward, that there would be a Savior that would die in the place of His chosen people to pay the penalty that their sins deserved. And when we say that Jesus is the Savior, that's not a light term. All of these things that were said about Jesus long before His birth, and even at His birth, they're not just things you throw around, little terms you throw around. Savior is a weighty term. It signifies the one who died on the cross in real time for our real joy, in our place, our substitute at the cross, that He shed His blood. Our sins deserved death. There is a holy God, and we are sinful people. The Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And that the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. I hope you believe in this Savior. The Savior who died in your place. The Savior that died a real death, shed real blood, was put in a real grave, and three days later, arose from the dead completely alive. He ascended to the Father, promised to return. He is coming back the time of his choosing, this Savior, who is Christ the Lord, the sovereign to be worshipped and obeyed. So first and foremost, you must celebrate his salvation. You must celebrate his salvation by knowing, trusting Christ, and then following him and obeying him, obeying his word. But there's something else. It's not just where you say, well, that's great. I know Jesus. I've got eternal life. And now I can just go about my life and do whatever I want because, you know, I'm in. What it means is that you would not just celebrate His salvation, but that you would participate in His mission. Because those who celebrate His salvation participate in His mission. And Jesus Himself said, You will be My witnesses. And the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You'll be My witnesses. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. He had told His disciples, Go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I command you. And I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. Everyone who celebrates Christ's salvation also participates in His mission. And if you know Christ, then you are to go tell the good news of great joy to everyone you come in contact with, to everyone you have opportunity to interact with in as many ways as you can, any way you can, with, with, the, with the story God's given you as whatever your testimony of faith is. If you're a believer in the Savior, Christ the Lord, you don't just celebrate His salvation, but you celebrate His salvation by participating in His mission. And you take with you the correct information upon which Christianity is based so that you would not disappoint or deceive but that you would be determined to magnify Jesus Christ 
magnify Him, see Him, and help others see Him as He truly is, as He has revealed Himself in His Holy Word. Pray with me, please. Lord, we thank You for Your grace to us. Lord, thank You for Your magnificent mercy. Lord, may all who are here under this tent, anyone who is watching the live stream, may they truly think about the real information upon which Christianity is based, upon the Savior who is Christ the Lord, and that they would not be disappointed because they believe something untrue, that they would not be deceived because they believe something that was wrong, but that they would know the truth and be set free by your truth. And I pray, Lord, that everyone in earshot of these words would believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and know his salvation, know his mercy, know his love, know his forgiveness. And then that we would truly participate in your mission, that we would follow you closely, that we would obey you, that we would worship you, that we would tell of your glories, that we would, we would tell our story of your mercy in our life, that we would share the good news of great joy that, would, that is for all the people. And we do this because of you, Lord, because of your instructions, because of the information you have given us that is absolutely true and will never change. And so we thank you, Lord. We, we celebrate you. We, we love you because you first loved us. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, the Lord. Amen. Amen. We'll be beginning our candlelight. We'll sing more Christmas here this evening. Celebrate Christ's birth. The first Noel, the angel did say, was to certain poor shepherds in fields as they lay, in fields as they lay, keeping their sheep on a cold wind. Night that was so deep, no well, no well, no well, no well. Born is the King of Israel.
in one the hearts of all mankind. Bid thou our sad division cease, and be thyself our King of peace. Rejoice, rejoice.
the stars sweetly gleaming Here came the wise men from Orient land The King of Kings lay thus in
done in a short while what we came to do tonight, which was to praise the name of Jesus Christ and to hear his word, and sing his praises, and to respond to him. And I pray that you would take this life-altering, life-changing, life-transforming information upon which Christianity is based, the news of great joy, the good news, the gospel of great joy of the Lord Jesus Christ and take it everywhere you go. As we close tonight, I just want to say I hope you have a wonderful Christmas with your family and loved ones. I pray that you stay safe. I pray that you stay centered on Christ and trusting Him in every moment of life. As the word tells us in Matthew 1, she will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which translated means God with us. To the extent that Paul would say in 1 Timothy 1.15, the saying is trustworthy, and deserving of full acceptance, everyone should believe it, that Christ Jesus came into the world Christmas to save sinners. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Let's pray together. Lord, we praise you. We thank you. We worship you. We adore you because you love us, you care for us, you have grace and mercy, and you, you save and you sanctify as you will. You do according to your will, and you hold the universe together by the word of your power, and you are coming back, and this hope is the anchor for our souls. Thank you and praise you for your goodness to us in granting us your truth and your grace and your presence and many, many loved ones. And we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Merry Christmas. God bless you.